All right, what's happening, good people? This is your man, Kyle Means, in the building with the one and only intern supreme, Ian Jackson. And we're talking uh, big three basketball here this week. Uh, the one and only three-on-three legends retirement, semi-retirement league. I, I, I call it the, uh, the Black Uncles Convention. Oh, of course. Yeah, you know, that's what I call it. But uh, it's, it's 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 fun, man. Big three is it's, it's, it's fun. It's it's growing as a league in its third year, and you know, Ian here has been uh, helping out with some coverage of the big three this this year, and uh, so he that's why he's here joining me. And you know, like I said, we go take some time here to talk about what's going on in the league as as they uh, prepare to uh, travel into Chicago this this Saturday. They're gonna be playing games at the uh, All State arena up in uh, Rosemont. So, uh, yeah, Ian, man, what's up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just loving what Ice Cube has done with the big three in his third season, bringing in these new expansion teams, changing the whole game on everything. Yeah. Especially bringing in ISO Joe Johnson, which is showing he still got it. So I'm thinking a lot of NBA teams will – Definitely look at the big three to potentially pick him up because it looks like Joe Johnson hasn't even lost a step. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go a little deeper into that in a, in a second, but uh, yeah, it seems like it seems like you, you're a pretty, you know, enthusiastic fan of the big three. You know, was was that the case before this year? Oh, absolutely, especially when Ice Cube. Uh, vision this uh, happening in 2017 when it first started and I saw the first few games I was thinking to myself that this could really be something huge especially for true basketball fans right when the NBA season's over and they wish there was more basketball to be like played uh, look no more further than the big three where Ice Cube provides more basketball to watch until the NFL season comes around so you have more sports to watch and more highly anticipated players that you haven't seen in a while that are still in good shape and seeing Hall of Fame coaches still doing what they do and everything like that. So a lot yeah, of no, good things. Yeah, it, it, Hall of Famers all around. You know, the coaches, uh, Hall of Famers, if not coaches, players, you know. But, you know, the players are definitely, you know, you, you have so many players who we just saw you know, re- recently playing in the NBA, like Joe Johnson, like you said, you know, Mari Stoudemire, uh, you know, uh, uh, was it Rashard Lewis, uh, you know, uh, other players. There's been a lot of, quite a few success stories in the league so far. What's uh, Evans? What's my man's name? Uh, oh, Reggie Evans. Reggie Evans. He's been playing good in the league. And, you know, it's, it's just been uh, Nate Robinson. That's what Nate Robinson. Yeah, you know, there's it's been quite a few. Like I said, there's, on uh, every roster, you got guys who, uh, you know, we have remembered fondly in the NBA. You know, it's, you know, to varying degrees, it looks like some of them can. Some of them, you know, looks like this is pretty much all they could do at this point. <laughs> right. You know, you know, they, you don't want to see them playing full court ball anymore. But quite a few, like Joe, like I, I said it in the convo with my man Scoop B a couple weeks ago. I think Joe was born to play in the big three, like. Mm-hmm. Like say the ISO Joe game, the ability to break players players down one on one and and get shots whenever he wants to on the court, <coughs> it really helps him. It you know it really 
he really could shoot anywhere on a big three court on that half that half uh, that half court game is is very conducive to him, and he doesn't have to, you know, play. He doesn't have to play much defense. He doesn't have to play in transition. It's it's not. It's, it's mostly about him just going out there and scoring. And you know, he's done a great job this year. And I think uh, there's been rumors too with uh, Amari. Amari has uh, shown a lot of pep in his step this year, even more so than last year which was his first year in the league. And, you know, I remember uh, covering the covering the big three games here last year at the United Center, and he was talking then that he wanted to get back in the league. But, you know, we sort of all was looking at him like, I don't know, man. Right. But, you know, but this year he's made it more of a possible reality. And I, and I, we're going to talk in a, in a minute, you know, a little bit later about sort of the future of the league and what I think the way that it can be further relate to the NBA. But as of now, it I, I think it is doing a good job of representing itself as sort of a seniors league of mm-hmm. the NBA and being a place where we can we can watch players who we're familiar with and we've had we remember fondly and we can see them, you know, like we see, still see them do a little something. You know, yeah. not necessarily what they did 10 or 15 years ago. There's still something that we can see them do. And you know they could talk. They could show more their personalities. They could talk junk, and you know a lot of the coaches talk junk too. Like Gary Payton, you know he steady talking as much as ever. And you know it's 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 just, it's really fun that way. And, and they're giving opportunities to women in in the game too. As far as you know, Nancy Lieberman being the head coach of the Power Team. That's my team right there. That, you know they, they, uh, the Power Team won. Last, won it all last year, and uh, Lisa Leslie this year has, has become a coach. And what has been some of the uh, the most interesting things to you, uh, be it with uh, individuals or with teams? What what have been some of the interest the things that really interest you about this season that's just developed so far? I would say, well, I have two key things. The first one is how Ice Cube expanded the teams to have four uh, expansion teams to really widen the competition after the past year where we had only like five, maybe six teams competing, where we have more teams in now and it's more of a wide spread. So we don't know who are like the obvious favorites are yeah. Every year, so we won't have to be like, oh, this team's going to win year in, year out because it's always a small pool. But now since there's like a bigger uh, pool of teams, then anybody can win at this point, which I really think is uh, entertaining for a lot of big three fans or up-and-coming big three fans later down the road. And then um, my second favorite thing about the big three is like the untold stories that um, a lot of players – in the NBA, probably didn't get a lot of playing time or or had certain situations in the NBA that, like, in the big three, they're making huge name for themselves yeah. and making big differences. Like, I just witnessed, like, for the past few weeks, I just saw how big Jamario Moon's game has been from when he started out from the three-headed monsters last year to the ghost ballers this year, and he's putting up major numbers and – talking about his story on how he was undrafted 
and how he is being more productive now this year than he has been last year. And seeing those differences is really uh, a good, inspiring moment for uh, players, especially when they look at this or like upcoming players are trying to get into the league to go by his example yeah. to uh, potentially trying to get into the league one day. Yeah, we, we just, you know, we're watching, uh, you know, here recording, we're watching uh, on TV on the, the jam, uh, or the jump, excuse me, on ESPN. And the jump makes me think a lot about uh, the big three as well because they have quite a few players for the big three who actually appear on the jump, like Steven Jackson uh, and uh, I think Ryan Hollins and some some other players like that. And, uh, you know, it's – Cross uh, Chauncey Billups actually. I don't think he's not playing the league anymore, but he has been. But, but and, you know, well, I think it's, it's a lot that's different for the average, and I, I, I accentuate that word, average NBA player in regards to crossing the threshold of like 30 years old now. Right. It used to be a point where if you didn't do something specifically well, or you know, or if you weren't like a mega star. You couldn't cross that threshold and really get much playing time in the league. Right. And and then your career was over with, essentially, as a player, as a pro mm-hmm. player. But now, at the big three and and what these networks are doing and all this added coverage of the NBA and basketball in general, is, what it's helping to do is allow players who were sort of quote-unquote role players or, you know, journeyman players who, you know, once they get to a certain age, they don't have to stop playing basketball. They can still maintain a career as a semi-pro or uh, uh, or a part-time pro player with the big three. Play You have to play your time in the summer, and in the fall and winter, you can be an, an analyst mm-hmm. on ESPN or, or FS1 or, or some other network. And it's kind of a sweet time, I yeah. think, to be a player of, you know, between 30 and 40 years old and – you don't have to be LeBron James and be relevant. You could still be. You could be Stephen Jackson and still be relevant. You could be Gilbert Arenas and you know, pretty much blackball yourself out the league and still have a. But still, you got a place for yourself in the big three if you want to play. Yeah. And I think it's it's important too that the league is setting standards for itself too. Because remember, earlier in the season, a couple players got got knocked out the league. Was a um, my man uh, Lamar, Odom. Lamar Odom got knocked out the league, and a couple other players. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you help me out with that. Uh, let's see. Um, I know Lamar Odom. Um, man, look it up. Yeah, let me look but, it up. But, but yeah, but but the league knocked those players out because they weren't apparently taking the league seriously enough. And I think that's a very good sign for the big three that they're not just. They're not just handing out paychecks to old players. They're like, look, if you're going to play this league, you're going to play it and represent it well, just like if you're in the NBA. Right. And then I've noticed now that a lot of team players or uh, some of their contracts are like either getting waived or a lot of people are starting to make trade moves to enhance their rosters. Like I know just recently – uh, for the Ghost Ballers, Carlos Boozer got his contract waived, and then the Power just picked his contract. Oh, really? So, yes, and that means Michael Thompson, his contract 
Um, he got waived, so Michael Thompson's looking for a team right now, and I think that'd be a key move for either Tri-State or the Triplets to pick up his contract to enhance their see, roster. They, so they're making moves already. So. They're trying to get – see, they see what the NBA is doing with free agency and trades mm-hmm. and stuff. So now we're going to have the big three trade deadline now. <laughs> they, they, they say, hey, playing around, man. I, I ain't mad at you, Cube. I, I, I like that in you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I want to get back, too, to what you mentioned about the expansion. And a big part of the expansion – is that is the fact that they've had to play games on multiple nights of the week now? Mm-hmm. No, they've they've taken each night of the weekend now and uh, play games or or day of the weekend. They, they most they're mostly doing day games, but Saturday and Sunday they they're playing and they're playing in separate arenas in each of those game each of those days. Uh, like this weekend, you know, you said we had the Saturday games in Chicago, and they're also having Sunday games in Milwaukee. Right. So I think what what do you think about the way that they've handled that? And I guess. CBS plays a role in that too. They've changed from Fox to CBS, and Fox was sort of wishy-washy with the Big Three in the first two years. It seemed like they were committed to the Big Three, but then they would show it on prime time on the on the major network yeah. every now and no, they they do it every now and then, and they would show that they had most of the game on tape delay too, which doesn't really work in modern sports. You know, CBS though they're showing all the games live, mm-hmm. and they're not. You know, they're showing most of them on CBS. You know, they, 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 they move the games to the afternoon, which I think works pretty well in the summer because, you know, you know in the summer, you know, you, you as opposed to the fall, in the winter, you know, there's always something on. But in the summer, you know, you, you look around, it's like, oh, there's number baseball on in the afternoon. But now you got some big three games you can watch in the afternoon, and it doesn't interfere with your nightlife too at, you know, and, you know, you could chill out during the day when it's hot, mm-hmm. watch some big three. Then when it cools off and gets a little, but still warm at night, you can go out and enjoy your evening. So it's, it's, just, it's just interesting to me how the big three, it seems like it's maturing and doing a lot of sensible things to allow itself to be exposed in the right way for the, you know, as a summer sport, you know, because it's not trying to take on the, the NBA and it's not, you know, Hopefully they don't try to move it into the fall or any or the winter. You know that don't, that wouldn't make sense for it at all. But as a summer sport, I, I, like you say, as that in between, that carryover from when the finals end, it's a it's a place where you no know, hoop heads can express themselves and have fun and go out and see some games when it's when the games are in their town. So it's, you know it makes like I said, I I think it's it's fun. It's, it's I think it's a lot of fun. When I went there last year. To cover it, I had a lot of fun, and hopefully we'll. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not sure, but hopefully I get to do it again this year at uh at Rosemont. But um, but, you know, uh, did you bring up those players who got? I did, yes. So the players that uh, ha- uh their contracts were deactivated are Lamar Odom, yeah. Baron Davis, yeah, man, Davis. Jermaine O'Neal, and Bonzi Wells. All deactivated from the league for the remainder of the 2019 season. Yeah, and and those are all notable players. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, for whatever reason, they weren't living up to their contracts, and so they got dealt with, just like the NBA did at one point. Right. Them. So, I like I say, I think it's good that 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 they're having that sort of uh, standards for themselves, and it's going to be important for the development of the league. And part of that, uh, again, I think is is 
in the growth of the league and making itself relevant and uh, you know an actual you know real deal professional league, a, a lot is going to have to do with how it relates to the NBA and you know making it an actual place where you know pro players can you know like 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 today. We saw Jeremy Lin talking about how the NBA has forgot. He, he feels the NBA has forgotten about. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, there's the big three for him. Mm-hmm. If 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 the big three has to make itself, I think a viable place for a, a Jeremy Lin or a player like him in the future. You know, they won't necessarily instead of being like, "Oh, I'm sad that the NBA has forgotten about." It, I could say, "Hey, I'm gonna go play the big three. I'm gonna go chill." And, you know, and when the NBA gets his mind right, then I, hey, I'm here to to get him get back on the NBA. Mm-hmm. But for now, you know, and 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 there's other players too, like Carmelo Anthony. Like, you know, see why like every player who is sort of in that in between spot, the big three sort of sends a message out to him on, on social media or something like that. And they've definitely done it with Carmelo. And you know, the you know drawing back again to my conversation with Scoot B recently. I I actually compared him to Joe Johnson. I was like, man, today I would, right today, I would probably rather be in Joe's place than Carmelo's place. Mm -hmm. Because you're talking about two players who want to play basketball. One is playing and one isn't playing. And Carmelo's still trying to find, like, a check, trying to find a team that, like, will pick him up, trying to, like, play in the NBA where there are so many possibilities with, the big three that Ice Cube can open up arms saying, hey, come on through. You can always play a season or two here. Yeah. I mean, Carmelo would kill in the big three. And exactly. he would he'd be on TV every week. Mm-hmm. He'd be he'd be showing himself to be the star that he is in, in some way. And he would again, yeah, he would he would make himself at least get in a conversation where he could probably be in the mix to jump back in the NBA. It's, right. It wouldn't be too late for him. Like, like I said, we're talking about this with Joe Johnson and Don Mars Stoudemire. We could definitely have that conversation with Carmelo. It was better. He would, I think he'd be doing more for himself by playing on the court and doing things and having highlights that can be shown as opposed to just sitting, you know, on the sideline and, <laughs> and having rumors fly about him, you know, I don't, or, you know, being pictured at Essence Fest or whatever the hell he's going. I don't know what he's doing. But, <laughs> you know, what, whatever he's doing. But it's been, you know, ballers want to ball. And yeah. Players want to play. So I would think that if you if you have any inkling of trying to be, remain a pro, it'd be better to play in the big three right now than to just sit and, you know, spend your money that you got from the NBA. Exactly. That's just me. But I, I, I think the NBA – would be in the in big three. I don't know if they'll ever, if they'll ever have a formal partnership or anything, but it, it it'd be smart for them to maintain that sort of open door, you know, and have players who can, you know, feel like I say feel that even if they dropped off some, they can they can play in this place for a summer. And you can like the schedule allows it. Like if you say if you fell off a, a NBA roster in March or if you stop playing if you were injured or you or even if you your season ended and you're a free agent nobody signs you you can you can play in June July August 
and it's it's a scout is you no know, it's, it's a scouting showcase for them. people can people can look at you for the NBA and be like okay let's bring them in for camp in set in you know by the end of September early October and and this and I, it just makes sense to me that that it, that that would be the ever, ultimate ending place evolution for this sort of a relationship. That would be a good idea. Hopefully, hopefully Adam Silver's listening because Adam Silver should t- uh, take that in consideration right yeah. now. But they, you know, we, we do look at the NBA though. They do have the G League, and but at the same time, it ain't like a bunch of people's coming. No, you, you're going you, you know, you have G League success stories. But you also have these players who are known players or known entities. They just a little longer in the tooth, you know. True. And G League sometimes is a long shot, though. Like only a rare few can make it to the G League if they don't get drafted right away. So I would say the big three is more of a possibility to play in there than a slim chance to even take notice in the G League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's another, you know, and that makes me think too about players from the lower levels from college and from high schools. Like I wonder if that'll ever be the case where some players, you know, because they they've been it's been interesting too. You, you've had players like the uh, the the youngest ball kid and uh, Lamelo and Jello. Yeah. Well, well, well Mello was mainly Mellow, yes, because yeah. he's going to he's going Australia. That's, yeah, that's what I was getting October. into. That's what I was getting into. Yeah, and there's other there's another kid who's going R.J. Hampton, R.J. Hampton who's yeah. playing in uh, New Zealand. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, and and well, that's that should be fun and interesting, but I wonder like if in the future the big three would be an, an option for kids like that. True. You know, you know, you, you never know. You know, it, but uh, I think the growth is there, and I think. The, the potential for growth is there, I should say, and the fact that they're, you know, they're adding teams and they're adding players and they're adding, they're adding more time on television. Those are all good signs. So, like I said, uh, you know, going going back to the beginning, you know, we're both we're both pro Big Three and uh, we're excited for the, the Big Three to be showing up here in Chicago again this year. I will say, you know, I gotta I gotta use my platform. I don't like the big three in Rosemont, man. I just <laughs> look if it's. It, I will say this though. I think the scheduling they play an impact in in this with this year because they have the they actually have another uh, basketball event which well, I want to show that I'll shout out here the basket the basketball tournament is that's it's, oh yes that is yes. the I'm main watching and, some of those games too. yeah and that's those been on ESPN and stuff. And um, maybe in some ways, maybe this could be a rival to the big three, you know, because because ESPN, this I saw this on social media over the weekend, like a uh, big uh, cube actually sh- uh, kind of hollered at ESPN, like, you know, why aren't you showing our highlights? And, you know, he's talking about, you know, these are heroes, you know, talking about these players. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, these are heroes from the game that, that you know, you promote all the time, the NBA game. But you're not you're ignoring them playing in the big three. No names and stuff like that. Yeah, and and that's you know I guess that's his reference to the basketball mm-hmm. league. But uh, in regards to Chicago, the basketball tournament, uh, it's just like basketball league. The basketball tournament is having its finals in Chicago this weekend, yeah. and they're playing at uh, Wintrust Arena, which is where I think the big three should be this weekend. Uh, Wintrust Arena is uh, within the city of Chicago, South Loop. 
a great environment, a great new arena that's opened up near McCormick Place. And uh, like I said, you know, for me, it's just a bus ride up the King mm-hmm. Drive. Here. So, you know, for, you know I'm, I'm being a little selfish here <laughs> as opposed to, you know, having to go all the way to the end of the blue line or, you know, or renting a car or something to go up to Rosemont. But, you know, you know, All-State Arena is a great arena. It's a legendary arena. So I, I, I understand why they why they did want, why they would want to go there. I also don't, but I also don't know why they wouldn't go to the United Center. Maybe there's something happening this week at the United Center, too. But I, probably. I, if, it's like, I hope that eventually goes to the United Center. But well, let like me say, it was there last year, and it was pretty good at the United Center. They had a good crowd, and, uh, you, know, it was a, you know, they were doing the games on Friday nights then. So I would think that they would probably have just as good a crowd or even better crowd on a Saturday uh, afternoon, which is where they're having the games this week. But like, like I said, you know, you know, if you, if you, if y'all, if you want to make the trip up to Rosemont, you know, God bless you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I may do it myself. I'm not a hundred percent, but uh, you know, yeah, like I said, you know, do your thing out there in Rosemont. Shout out to Rosemont. But uh, I would rather it be in Chicago, in Chicago proper. You know, UC or uh, Wintrust. And actually, the first, the very first year, which I didn't go to, they had it at UIC Pavilion. Yeah. Formerly UIC Pavilion. That was like Credit One Arena or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that would be a, sort of a last resort for Big Three at this point. They sh- they could definitely run United Center or, or Wintrust at, at their leisure. They should be. But you know, Wintrust is, isn't it really isn't available this weekend. So, um, you know, that's just me sounding off a little bit on that. But uh, we're, we're just glad that the big three is you know coming to Chicago again. You know, they, they're the, Chicago is one of the cities that they have been to for every year of their existence. Yeah, uh, they have, that's not the same for every city. I think most of the big cities, L.A., uh, New York, or Brooklyn, uh, they've been to every year. Maybe Miami or some a couple other cities. But uh, you know, you gotta respect Chicago, man. You know what Anthony Davis say? We we're the the mecca of basketball. Yeah, even mecca though basketball. even though he don't want to play here. But, uh, <sighs> if only for that. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, hey, we the mecca. You know, we we produce we produce players at every level, and uh, you know we love the game. So you know, there's no disputing that. And uh, you know, at least we got the All Star game coming up too. Yes. Up so too. I mean, hey, I probably need to get my ticket. ASAP before they start getting sold out for real. Yeah, I got. I'm. I'm gonna try to work my plug, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Chicago is. Man. You got to work your plug, man. Cause True. No tickets gonna be high, man. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I'm. I'm. I'm po pimping, man. That's what I'm doing. So. <laughs> but anyway, you know, that's we gonna leave it at that, man. I hope you enjoy our little talk. Uh, like I said, get get you ready for a big three. Hooping here in Chicago. If you haven't watched it this year, you know, check it out this weekend. Should be fun. And uh, you know, they're coming up on their their playoff run here. You know, they uh, they're gonna be deciding uh, uh, their champions within the next month or so. So uh, yeah, check it out. We a lot of good ball players. Like I say, classic ball players that you that you know from the past 10, 15 years in the league. They're doing their thing out there. So support them. Show him love, and this, you know, Ice Cube is is beloved entertainer. He's he's he hasn't done us wrong, you know. He's 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 putting a lot into this. So support Ice Cube and support the guys, man. So 
that's it, man. For Ian, this is Kyle Means. Support us if uh, if you feel in, in, indebted to. Uh, you know, we're uh, we are Regal Radio.com, of course. War on Anchor. Uh, we are Regal Radio on just about all your major social media platforms Twitter, uh, IG, uh, Regal Radio. You can search us on Facebook. Uh, you can support us if you like. Uh, we have uh, uh, the donation uh, links on Anchor that you can, you know, donate, uh, support, you know, financially. We would appreciate that. If short of that, give us some good ratings on social media. Uh, share us. Uh, give us good ratings on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, all those platforms we're on. Uh, let people know that we're that you like what we're doing, so that you know they they can get on the train too, you know, because we uh, we ain't stopping no time soon. So you know, show us love, and we'll show it right back. All right, we'll holla at y'all later. Keep bouncing. Peace. <laughs>